Hello, you are listening to The Power of Investing in People with Shay Sparks. I had the honor of being on the show with Shay and wow, how authentic she is and how much I know that she wants to keep hope alive in the community. So thank you all for joining. And everyone here today, I'm offering a special to all active duty or retired military to my all access on-demand training where we learn how to dream, believe, and achieve our best life. Please visit at timlanefitness.com and I'll see you all soon. Enjoy the show. We made it to season three. Can you believe it? Today is episode one, season three of the Power of Investing in People podcast. A home opener, so to speak, is today. Because I have gotten so many questions about why did I start the podcast in the first place? What's the story behind the name? And many more other questions about my own personal life. We decided to share a little bit more about my story. I was interviewed by my amazing soul sister friend, Christine L. Bowen. She is a dynamic interviewer, and I'm honored to share more of my personal as well as my professional journey. And as expected, there's a little bit of laughter mixed in with maybe a little bit of tears. To learn more about the coaching trainings, download a free guide, maybe even connect with me on social media, we invite you to check out my website at shaysparks.com. And while you're there, check out the co-author collaborative book project called Hashtag Firestarters. And feel free to share it with someone you know who sees the value in collaborating, storytelling, and connecting with like-minded people. And if you enjoyed this episode, because I, hopefully you did, I mean, I, I think you did, you may even took maybe some notes that I, you know, gave you some some nuggets to, to chew on. We invite you to go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. That would really help us out. Stay tuned for my turn in the hot seat. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. And today... I'm getting interviewed. I know, right? Kind of crazy. And yet I've been asked multiple times, like, what is your story? What's more about you? You share some things and we really want to know more about what you're doing and how we can support you and how you're, you know, making an impact on this world, how you're investing in people. And I decided to ask my very dear friend to kick us off in season three, can you believe it? Season three of The Power of Investing in People. And my dear friend, Christine L. Bowen is joining us today, a CLB. She is a a dear soul, sister, friend, mentor, coach. She just lights me on fire. And she is truly the inspiration for me doing a podcast, for me doing the live shows, for my brand, for everything that I'm doing, because I watched her on um, a, a social platform years ago do such amazing, beautiful interviews. And I was like, I want to be like her when I grow up. And so I'm so thankful to have Christine with us here today. So the floor is yours, Christine. Wow. I am so excited to be here with you in this space right now. Thank you, Shay, for 
first and foremost, your friendship, your sistership. Uh, thank you for the work that you're doing through the power of investing in people. Congratulations on your third season. Thank you. That is amazing. You're inspiring yeah. and touching so many hearts. I'm so excited to be here. I must say that I am, as you know, I've been working in the social space for over a decade. And this is my first opportunity to be a host to a host. <laughs> and I think this idea is just brilliant that you're doing this and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and share who you are and what you do. So I'm honored that you chose me as the person to do that. Thank you so much. Mm, thank you. And to your listeners, we are here today to talk about Shea Sparks, the host of the Power of Investing in People podcast. I have been listening to this podcast for quite some time. Shay is an accomplished podcast host. She's an accomplished entrepreneur for so many decades. She's uh, helped so many people. So allow me to formally introduce Ms. Shay Sparks to you. So Shay Sparks is the CEO, the Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, and she's also a certified fearless living coach. She helps leaders like you reignite your fire to take fearless action, to be intentional with your communication, to acknowledge your own resiliency and spark excitement in your life and business. She helps veterans and small business owners step out of their comfort zone so that they reignite their passion into a more aligned purpose and transform it into increased profits. I like the sound of that. When these, lead these leaders work with Shay, they experience a higher level of emotional intelligence, awareness, and gratitude that allows them to lead from the heart and the head with more clarity and alignment. So Shay invites you to take that first step out of your comfort zone today. So today it starts with this podcast. Who is Shay Sparks? So Shay, welcome to your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Reading that, it's like, oh gosh, that makes me tear up because so much has changed, uh, you know, over the past couple of years and starting this. So wow. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> so we're going to break it down today. We're going to break it down. You have legions of listeners. I'm so, so honored and proud to see how many people support you in what you're doing. And naturally so. You're such a beautiful soul. Mm -hmm. So we know about your accolades. I just read the types of things that you're doing now to support your fellow uh, your veterans and your fellow small business owners. However, I have an opening question for you. Who is Shay Sparks? Who are you? <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, who am I? I am um, uh, just what's coming to me is I am a daughter. I'm a sister, um, a friend, um, an encourager, a cheerleader, <laughs> and um, I'm, an, I'm a listening ear. Mm -hmm. And I think that has what's really served me my whole life. Um, I was growing up a little girl and people would always tell me their secrets. And I didn't, you know, I used to think that was so weird. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? And as time went on, it got to be where 
actually it was about maybe five, six years ago that I really embraced people telling me their secrets and was really like, wow, what a gift. I used to think it was a curse. And now I think it's a gift. Hmm. And I'm just honored that they chose me to share that with. They could have chosen anyone and they chose me to share it with. So uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm all of those things that you read and I'm all of those things that, you know, uh, I, I said, and really I'm just someone who loves people and loves to see people succeed. Mm-hmm. That's like my, my core passion in life is to see people succeed. Mm, beautiful. We definitely share commonality in that, in supporting other people, so celebrating other people. And that's why I'm so excited on behalf of your listeners to be celebrating you today mm. because you, it's well-deserved, well-deserved. Thank you for sharing a little bit more about your intimate side of who you are. Um, I have to concur with what you said about people naturally wanting to share things with you because I'm one of those people, <laughs> you know, we've been connected for some time and it was about two years ago. I was going through personal um, circumstances. I was frustrated and we had never really had a, a deeply intimate conversation. However, I was moved to connect with you to share something it was very, very private to me. And I'm so glad that I did hmm. because you, you inspired me to keep going Um, So thank you for that. Thank you for Mm -hmm. that. Thank you for what you do for other people. Thank you. Thank thank you for, for trusting, trusting yourself and, and, you know, trusting me. So appreciate it. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Mm -hmm. So let's talk, let's focus a little bit more on people. You said you love people and naturally your, your podcast is called the power of investing in people. So what made you decide on the title of this Mm. podcast? Gosh. So several years ago, probably like five or six years ago, I took an entrepreneur workshop for the weekend. And I I won't name the name, but because it was a well-known shark from the TV shark. And Mm. it was interesting to see how the room like shifted at one point. So basically, they gave us a lot of information about how to pitch in front of investors, whether it would be a, a real estate investment or a software investment. And everybody was so excited. And they were they left and they come back the next day and they're still so excited. And then around after lunch on Saturday afternoon, they dropped the big bomb of, oh, and to continue to go forward and to meet this shark, it's $40,000. Mm-hmm. And the whole room went boom, like shifted, like all of a sudden they were, you could feel the anger in the room. You could feel the like, mm-hmm. you pulled the world wool over my eyes. You could just feel the shift. And I would talk to people and just kind of talk to them about their business, which was for me is one of my favorite things to do is to learn about people's business. And that's kind of why I started this idea of talking to people who have started a business. And because that's what really is important to me is the why. And when you're going to investors, even though the TV shows will show that the why is important, when you're going to investors in real life, the why is not always important. In fact, most of the time, they don't care about the why. They care about the numbers. And I've come from a background of the numbers are great. And what makes me happy about those numbers is to see how those numbers made you feel. 
Like if they made you feel accomplished, then awesome. But if it made you feel like you were selling out, then that's where, where I like it gets on my, under my skin. Mm. And I just thought to myself, so what if instead of investing in the product, they invested in the people because the product could change, right? And what does that look like? I wonder if there's anything out there like that. Do angel investors did that? And it kind of led me on a path to research that. I, I went to classes and found out about angel investing and, and things mm-hmm. like this nature and really saw how, and, and with talking with people, I really saw how there isn't, number one, something that invest, somebody who invests in the person, number one. Number two, most small business owners have overcome some sort of challenge, some sort of obstacle that showed up and that mm-hmm. inspired them to catapult their business, that inspired to maybe shift. And right now we're in the, the age of 2020 where the keyword is pivot, that inspired them to pivot into mm-hmm. something bigger, into something better, into something that really gives them more of a deeper sense of purpose for, for going through that that obstacle. I love it. And so when did you start the podcast? I know this is the third season, correct? Yeah. So I started it two years ago and it was something that I had really thought about for probably a year before I started. I even took classes, I think even the year and a half before I started, I took a class on how to do a podcast and just really fell in love with the medium of it. And really got to thinking like I've researched so many different people over the last, the course of the last seven, several years. How awesome would it be to like interview those people for my own show? Mm-hmm. And, um, and most honestly, most of my people that I have interviewed are my friends, right? Like, like you, Christine, you were on, um, the second, uh, the first season, um, yes. episode two, which is coming, yeah, which is coming up in like, uh, pretty soon it'll be two years ago that we did that. Wow. And, and to just see how, you know, you've grown and you've shifted and everything is completely different than where we were two years ago is some, is a gift for me as well as, mm-hmm. you know, ho- hopefully the listeners are getting nuggets from what the people say, because that's one of the questions I ask is, so what challenges, you know, what obstacles have you overcome that made you really see that investing in people is something that you want to do? It is, Crucial because I think we sometimes look at challenges as a place to stop. And Mm -hmm. I had realized years ago that challenges show up for me personally as a place to learn and then help Mm -hmm. others to move forward their challenges in that area. Love that. Um, Mm -hmm. So did that answer you? I'm like, I'm not even sure if that answered your question. You uh, have, you have. Okay. We, of course, you know how we flow. We yeah, elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> so that's quite all right. And this is your podcast, so I, I bow to your expertise. <laughs> Congratulations again on a successful two seasons. Mm, thank you. I know over the last, the second season, uh, witnessing your growth has just been incredible. Mm. Uh, your clarity definitely created uh, greater things for you in your second season. And I can't wait to see what unfolds for this season. 
Yeah. So I think you touched on this. You you spoke about your experience with uh, the shark mm. and yeah. aptly named, huh? Yeah. And what happened with the people in the room and everyone felt that they were blindsided and you, the thought that came to your heart was investing in people. Mm-hmm. So what, how does that look? I think you kind of touched on it, but I, I kind of still am a little unclear. What does that mean, investing in people? How does that look? So investing in people to me is really about how as a entrepreneur, every business that you have is a people business. Mm. Doesn't, doesn't matter what product it is. It's the people business. So these investors, their product was the person who made the, that was the entrepreneur, right? It was the person who made that product. And they weren't looking at it like that. They were looking at the product itself and the dollar signs. Mm. And I just really like got on a deep level how every single thing that we do is investing in ourselves or and another person. And I just really felt like, again, how we've experienced these obstacles how we invest in ourselves, it comes from a place of overflow rather than a place of lack. So there comes the mindset piece for me. Mm-hmm. And and instead of fear, it comes from a place of, of abundance and hope and uh, love and excitement, right? And it overflows, naturally overflows onto these entrepreneurs' family, onto their business, and into their community, um, I am also a uh, certified in social entrepreneurship. So to see a business take s- uh, uh, their product and then create something that also helps another, a nonprofit, a bigger purpose, right? Mm-hmm. As a nonprofit of maybe they've created one or they have uh, partnered with one is beautiful. And it really shows that they are coming from a a place of overflow, that they are coming from a place of love and giving and generosity rather than hoarding and scarcity. And let's hold Mm -hmm. on to everything we have, which in one way, yes, that's a great way to have money, uh, you know, as an investor. But on the other hand, it almost seems to cut you off and and put you in in a container And I just don't want to be known for being in that container. I want to be known for, you know, uh, uh, like I said, abundance and and generosity and, and love and hope and, and excited and excitement and, you know, just being able to spread it uh, in a way that is a ripple effect Mm -hmm. rather than trying to contain that ripple effect and only allow you and a certain few receive the joy that comes from it. Beautiful. Mm. One thing that your audience will get to know is that I high five virtually. So <laughs> high five, high five, high five. We definitely share a similar sentiment, almost exact. This is why we're connected. <laughs> we have so much in common. Uh, just last night, I was speaking with some of my um, social Zen Lab community members, and the same words came out of my mouth. We are it doesn't matter what kind of business you do. We are in the people business. It's about people. Yes. Not the yes. Yes. With relationships, abundance yes. and, and profitability to me equals cultivating rich relationships. 
And from that, and of course, starting with ourselves, the next key point I want to bring out here and, and repeat and mirror to you is this starts with us. Investing with people starts with investing in ourselves, if I read yes. you correctly. Yes, and absolutely. that's so critical, um, especially in the time we're living in. So many of us are hurting. We have traumas that are being surfaced because of the trauma we're experiencing. So it's trauma upon trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um, being able to cultivate that love from above and within so that it emanates is what really, really can create such tremendous change in this world. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that gave me goosebumps. I, I, I'm just thinking like, ooh, that gives me chills. Yes. yes it does. Yes. I literally got chills just then. Yeah. Um, so I like to call it a heart-centered approach. Mm. It's, it's, it's leading from the heart as opposed to from the head. And a lot of business, it's no, no judgment. It's just an observation that there's so many business owners investors that are thinking strictly dollars and cents. And I agree, it does limit, it limits the person, it limits the the opportunities, the other opportunities that may be there and present. They're just kind of cast aside when it's just focused on dollars and cents. So right. love, love, love that you have created a whole brand about <laughs> this topic of investing in people and doing that through your work as a certified uh, fearless living coach. So thank you again for that. Mm, so you. in your messaging here, I read that you help veterans. Mm. How did that come about? How did you get started working <laughs> with veterans? Um, good question. So uh, about two years ago, I had interviewed a veteran for my podcast and it aired at the beginning of the year. So that was 2019. And he shared it with his Facebook family, Facebook, you know, uh, friends and family. And probably within two weeks, I had five uh, friends of his that were veterans reach out to me and say, I want to be on your podcast. And I was thinking, why? <laughs> Why do you want to be on my podcast? Um, and I like to get to know people before I interview them. So I actually uh, vet every single person that I talk to um, interviewed because I want to make sure that their story aligns with what I'm doing, who I am, what the message is. And I did that. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And one of the things that I got out of that conversation um, with this particular veteran by the, that started off the the kind of movement I would should I'll, I'll say I'll call it is he was telling me about he was also a firefighter and a veteran and how he experienced you know trauma and PTSD and it just kind of hit me that that word trauma is really minimized in the world and mm -hmm. we associate PTSD most of the time with military. So as I'm interviewing him, it didn't cross my mind that also first responders um, experience that. And after the interview, I thought, wait, I've had my own trauma. How many other people have experienced trauma? And so I got to talking to people who or my friends. Right. And they would say, oh, yeah, I've had trauma. And it was like, oh, my gosh, we're all walking around in some way wounded. And we all have some sort of PTSD, um, post-traumatic stress disorder. 
And not only with my own uh, coaching program that I went through, but also prior to that, I've done so much work on myself for my trauma is how can we take the conversation from post-traumatic stress to post-traumatic growth? Mm, Love that. Yeah. And so that was just kind of like my thought process, right? And a series of events, a series of doors opened for me. And um, and so uh, just a few of them was, uh, well, got an opportunity to live part-time in Washington, D.C., <laughs> and that, mm-hmm. and Christine, you are uh, instrumental in that because you are my roommate. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> and I had no idea why I was there or what I was doing. Um, however, I love, I love, love, love DC. I love the the, the energy uh, of where we live, and I I love you know, of course, being spending time with you, but just really getting ch- a chance to work on all of the other things because I'm also, and I don't put that in my message, but I'm also a hairstylist. So I work in the salon um, most of the time. So I'm able to go to DC and, and just work on all my other things. Number yes. one, number two, uh, last August. So it was August of 19. I went to a podcast conference and someone said to me, um, have you now as a coach, I, I also, before, uh, what Christine so beautifully read um, about me is that I transform trauma into treasure because that's what I've done with my own life. And um, I was telling this gentleman that I'm at this podcast conference, he asked me about my coaching and I said, well, this is what I do. I transform trauma into treasure. And he's like, oh, have you considered working with veterans? And I was like, oh my gosh, here it comes again. <laughs> wow. And what was so interesting is right the literally the month before that, I had thought to myself, maybe I need to go in, when I'm in DC, maybe I need to go to Walter Reed and talk to um, the therapist there and see if they need someone to do uh, like this online virtual instead of in person. Now this mm-hmm. is before everything was a virtual, right? This was before mm-hmm. everybody, everybody in the world knew what zoom was. This is before that. And, but I knew I could do that whether I was in um, what, what, no matter what location I was in, I could do it virtually. I wouldn't yeah, have well, to be there. Well, we are the person. pioneers of, of video technology. We are the yeah. pioneers. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I just thought, huh, I wonder if, wonder if that's out there. And I didn't even go, like, I didn't even have to go. That wasn't the direction I was supposed to go, but I met a veteran, like literally within days of having this thought, and he said, mm-hmm. yeah, I go to Walter. And he lived in D.C. And he's like, yeah, I, I go to Walter Reed <laughs> for my PTSD therapist. And we were having a Skype conversation. And he's like, I would prefer if I could do it this way instead of going in person. And I was like, mm-hmm. OK, I, I really was like looking up going, OK, God, like, how did you <laughs> like you answered my question without even me asking? How? Right. Did, OK, so so there I am now a month later, I'm in this podcast conference surrounded by thousands of people. I met probably hundreds of people. And this particular gentleman just really like asked me one question and got to the heart of the matter. And he said, are you working with veterans or have you considered working with veterans? And I was like, wow. Okay. And he is a city leader for Bunker Labs. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it is a incubator space for startups for um, veteran owned businesses. And it takes you from idea to invoice. And that is my my passion um, is getting people's ideas to create a business. Mm-hmm. And 
I had heard about Bunker Labs five years ago and was waiting for it to start here in my area of Kansas City. And it hadn't really taken off. So when I hear that it's still out there in San Francisco, I tell them that, yeah, I've been waiting for it to, you know, really take off in Kansas City. It's like, actually, we're just relaunching it. So that's the first door that really, really was instrumental in opening for me to continue to walk through. And the next door was having a conversation with one of my hair clients about, you know, um, oh, let me back up. The next conversation was having a conversation with my, um, a friend of mine who I said, yeah, these veterans, they just keep showing up in my life. I don't really understand. And she's like, Shay, you know, I'm a veteran, right? And so I went, <laughs> what? Uh, wow. I did, I forgot. And she was telling me about an event that she was really um, uh, planning for uh, the VFW and the Kansas City Business Journal. And they were coming together for a networking event, but also having a panel on how corporate America hires veterans. Mm. And I had been asked to speak at a women's empowerment event. So I had my speech written and I had everything kind of culminated around helping women, empower women to start a business. And I go to this event. Okay. So that's a side note, but I go to this event and I'm listening to all the speakers on the panel talk about hiring veterans and how, how they can like make, you know, create a community for veterans and how they can do this other stuff for veterans, like making sure they have growth opportunities because they're used to the ranking system and, and things like that. And then this guy from uh, a major corporation, and I won't say the name, said, well, you have to give them a purpose. And I just went, huh, give them mm. a purpose? You don't help them find a purpose. Right. Wait a minute. That lines up with the exact thing that I wrote for this women's empowerment event to help women, empower women to f- start a business, hmm. is really to tap into what their purpose is. Huh. So maybe what I wrote was not just for women. Maybe I wrote this for veterans to really help them find what their purpose is because they were told what their purpose was while they were in the military. So now that they're out, what does that look like for them? Right. And so I said that to my friend. I'm like, so now I'm wondering, well, hey, I have this this uh, this program that I've kind of put together. What does does the military do anything in the transition program for helping veterans find their purpose? And she was like, that's a really good question. I don't know Hmm. the answer to that. She directed me to the head of the VFW. I spoke with him and he said, that's a really good question. I don't have the answer to that. And I said, okay. So I go to the salon right after this and I'm speaking to one of my clients and she's like, Shay, you need to contact a Congresswoman, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? (laughs) How do you know her? And she's like, oh, she goes to our church. My husband and her are in the same Sunday school class. Look at that. I know. And I was like, okay, God, there's another door that just opened. And I'm like, well, I wonder how I get a hold of her. And she's like, oh, just Google her. Her email is probably on her website. And I went, okay. And so I Google, I email. And the following Monday, I was in D.C. uh, Or no, the following week, I was in D.C. But the following Monday before I got there, um, the defense fellow of this congresswoman had emailed me and we set up an appointment for that Thursday. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and Christine, you were there, you know, yes. all the events that happened. And it was like, I can't make this up. Like, this is unreal, yeah. unreal. Yeah. And 
Yeah. And then uh, Jump Ahead Veteran or Bunker Labs launched in Kansas City and I was volunteering with them um, with their networking events that we did once a month, uh, Bunker Brews, until we had the shutdown in March. Okay. And then in January, my friend that I had met at the podcast conference, we become friends. And he's like, there's another podcast conference coming up. And the first day is Military Creator Con. I think you should be there. And so I went and I just sat in the room all day and just, if you've ever sat in a room and just soaked in the intelligence, the purpose, the kindness, the feeling of family, that's what it felt like. And it was maybe 50 people in that room. Maybe it was a small room and yet you could just feel it every single day. I mean, every single minute of that, that day that Mm -hmm. I was in there. And every person who spoke, and there was lots of people because they had panels all day long, every person who spoke really got what their purpose was. Mm. And I, and they didn't say that, but you could just see it. Like it was just all over their, 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 how they were projecting themselves. And I was like, huh. So what if the people who are not there, that they don't have their purpose, I wonder if they end up getting triggered, their PTSD kicks in. They don't have the tools and skills to understand how to grow from it. And they fall into depression. They fall into a deeper uh, addiction cycle, whatever that looks like. Yeah, and then a sense of hopelessness, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely hopelessness. And then, you know, the worst is that 22 a day commit suicide. Mm. And I'm just like, wow, like in mm-hmm. awe of, of the, all the events that lead up to this and, you know, talk about chills. I have the chills right now. Me too. <laughs> it is that I, I wasn't out to, to look for this. It was allowing the opportunity to show up and then not let fear stop me, but to continue to walk through that door when it showed up and just, I call it curious exploration and just walk through with curious exploration and be like, well, who's in here? Who am I supposed to meet? What am I supposed to learn? And who am I supposed to connect with? Because for me, connection is, you know, is right up there at the top of my core values, connection. And it might just be to connect, right? It might just be to connect to introduce them to somebody else. And I'm okay with that, but I really love to connect with people on a, on a level. I guess that's why people tell me everything, right? So can, can we pause here for a second? Yeah. You, you've, you've dropped a load on us. <laughs> yeah. Literally a good load, a laundry load, a clean laundry load. <laughs> yeah. um, that's a lot that went down in the space of a year or so. Yeah. Um, yes. And, and what I love about what you're sharing is I'm going to transition and go back to where we left off. I will yeah. say that because it leads into my next question. However, I just want to first and foremost, thank you for the work that you're doing with veterans. It is a highly underserved community, a highly deserving community. For those of you who are listening, thank you for your service. Thank you for all you do for this country, your sacrifices. And I'm so grateful to have someone like you who is stepping up to the plate and taking those fearless steps. I mean, heck, you've been to Capitol Hill. you know, to lobby for veterans. So I think that's incredible. So I just wanted to highlight that in this moment Mm -hmm. because the work that you're doing is so important to our country and to our veterans. 
I want to go in a little deeper into why veterans. I noticed right behind you on your mantle is a flag. Can we talk about that a little bit? Sure. It is um, is from my dad's funeral. And as I was about six months before he passed away, he shared the story how he was drafted to Korea. I never knew that story. I thought my whole life that he had enlisted. I didn't realize he was drafted. Wow. And he's, cause he's never talked about it. He never, and that generation never did. Right. Um, they didn't talk about, you know, what it was like, what they did, you know, yeah, what, they just what, did. They just did. Yeah. And he, my dad was brilliant and he had uh, graduated high school and actually, and we grew up in Iowa on a farm and he grew up a, as he describes as a farm kid. And so he knew that he wanted to fly airplanes. So he went to college and became an air traffic controller. He also flew airplanes. He got his pilot's license, but he was an air traffic controller and he worked in uh, New Mexico and he worked in Colorado. And mm-hmm. for some reason that he has never, didn't get a chance to explain to me. Um, he ended up back in um, home and his dad's. Um, and I think part of it was because his mom was sick. Um, and then he jump ahead, he gets drafted and he's a farmer. And he says to me during that story of being over there and then how, you know, what transpired when he came back of, well, I was just a farm kid. And I'm thinking you are more than just a farm kid, dad. Why didn't you, you know, do all these other things like, you know, do the air traffic control or blah, 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 blah. And he goes, he said, and I don't remember the exact question that I asked him at the time, but he said this phrase, I don't have a choice. And I, it just like permeated my soul because I know myself, I have said that, that I didn't have a choice. Wow. So you basically saw yourself in him. Yeah. And when he said that, I was like, huh, I wonder how that influenced you to be the father that wasn't very loving or nurturing and even the husband to my mom that wasn't loving and nurturing and how you really could have left her, uh, you know, and divorced her years before and, but instead chose to have affairs because he had that mindset of, I didn't have a choice. I don't have a choice to wow. leave. Wow. Yeah. And I just thought what, how amazing that I, was able to be in that conversation with him. I had no Mm -hmm. idea it was going to be six months before he passed away. However, um, growing up, we had, uh, you know, fights, arguments. I was a a rebel teenager and he was, uh, he was not home ever. So when we were home, we were constantly fighting and, and there were years where we went without speaking to each other, you know, as a, the basic teenager who, you know, hated their dad and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, even in my 20s, you know, we got to the point where we didn't speak. And it was like, because I healed myself, I was able to talk to him differently. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm so just in awe that the fact that the last five years of his life, he actually was my best friend. And to be able to, yeah, and to really take the, the trauma that we had gone through but I had also was in an abusive relationship where I said that very phrase, I don't have a choice to leave. 
And so to take what I learned from that and from healing and be able to shift it from to my dad and be able to talk to him in a different way, that was the treasure for me. Him being my best friend was the treasure for me. Mm -hmm. And so I guess in a way, in a bigger spiritual way that I've not really, you know, recognized until this moment, every veteran that I get to talk to, I'm going to tear up, uh, is a reflection of my dad that I am able to give them an opportunity to take what they've gone through and transform it into a treasure rather than mm-hmm. stopping them with the fear mindset of, I don't have a choice because in today's world, especially um, in the mental health aspect, we have tons of choices and it begins with the choice of, asking for support or not even asking, just finding someone like me who listens. And most times that's what we need is really someone to listen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing about your dad. Mm, Thank you. Um, My condolences. Mm. I have not yet lost a parent. I don't know what that feels like. However, I have an inkling that that feeling never goes away of that loss. So, my deepest condolences. And if your dad is listening out there, thank you for your service. And thank you for bringing us Shay into this world. <laughs> thank you for, for sharing that. I love what you shared about transform healing yourself and that transformed your relationship with your father. Yeah. It's beautiful. And that's like you said, the treasure that came out of your trauma yeah. And the ter- the tumultuous relationship that you had prior, you mentioned where we left off when I interjected. <laughs> you mentioned a couple of things. I've been taking notes. You know me. I'm always yeah. jotting things down Yeah. Um, that I'd like to bring out just to kind of highlight. We're just about a little over halfway in our convo. When you're speaking about working with veterans, you mentioned a couple of words a couple of things that stood out for me, post-traumatic growth, mm. PTG. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, discovering your purpose, mindset, um, connection, the w- connecting with people. But the one thing that I'd like to pivot, to use your word and, and discuss now is, or that I'm recognizing in everything that you're sharing beyond the work that you're doing is the actions that you're taking. Mm. You're taking fearless action. And that's something that I have admired about you since the day we met. Mm. The day we met, (laughs) we shared a lot of vulnerabilities with each other, which we had an instant connection. And you shared that you were working on yourself and you shared your visions and your dreams and that you were, I think at the time, Alt-MBA, or you're just about to get started and... Since that process of investing in yourself, I have seen you do some things on a personal or professional level that most shy away from Mm. because of things like, I don't have a choice. I'm not good enough. Who am I? Things like that. So I want to talk about fearless living. We've touched a lot on your work with veterans. However, I'm also intrigued and I'd like to bring out to your listeners, what is fearless living? To you, what does that mean to you, to your the people that you're serving, your community? What does that look like? And why did you become certified to do that? 
Yeah, great question. Um, so fearless living to me personally is understanding that even though you cannot get rid of fear, you can identify it so you know how it shows up and then proceed to continue mm-hmm. to step up, to step out of your comfort zone. The reason I got certified in it, um, is because I had actually started a coaching business and it's a very long story too. So I won't go into all the details, but the basic is I had started a coaching business prior to meeting the founder of fearless living. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I had been doing, I had mentioned briefly that I was in this abusive relationship and I had gotten out. And once I got out of that relationship, I had become a practitioner of stepping out of my comfort zone on a regular basis, like Mm. weekly, monthly, doing amazing things from, you know, you mentioned the Alt-MBA to taking um, a Krav Maga martial arts class to taking, yeah, taking improv, (laughs) took improv class for a year, you know, all these different things. Yes, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, and all these different things. And, um, And it was really starting with that question of, well, two questions, but one is, what is it that I don't know that I need to know in order to move forward, which is kind of the basis for everything um, these last uh, 10 years for me? And the other question is, what can I do that puts me in an uncomfortable situation so I can be comfortable with being uncomfortable? Ooh, can you repeat that one? <laughs> Yeah. What can I do to put myself in an uncomfortable situation so mm-hmm. I can be comfortable with being uncomfortable? Wow. That's a powerful question. Right. And uh, most of the time we take a risk or we don't because it's uncomfortable, quote unquote, because that uncomfortable mean in some people's minds means that's a sign that I have to stop. And many years ago, when I was 21 years old, I got into the self-development um, world and I was taking this uh, a, a, called the Landmark Forum, this yes. workshop. And they said, what if fear showing up wasn't permission for you to stop, but it was permission for you that you were on the right path? Oh, love that. Love that mindset shift. And I went, wow, how cool <laughs> is that? Right now, mind you, between that particular workshop and this discover this this discovery again ten years ago, uh, I was in this uh, abusive relationship. So I had stopped myself from everything, from thriving, and I was just surviving. And when I, like I said, when I got out of that, I just really found what what is it that I really want to do that lights my soul on fire. Mm. What is it that you mentioned the word purpose? And and it makes me think a a purpose as in what is the reason that I went through something? So for example, my question was, why was I in the relationship I was in? What did I need to learn about myself? What did I need to learn about others? And what did I need to learn about relationships? And how do I need to go forward? Again, there's that whole, what is it that I don't know in order to move forward? Right. I love and that. what I didn't know was how to love. 
I didn't know how to love others and I didn't know how to love myself. Yeah. And, and for those of you who are listening or going, well, that, you know, that doesn't pertain to me. I can guarantee you, if you exist in this world, you need to understand how to love yourself and how to love others. Most definitely. Especially if you have a, a business. Um, and especially if you're a veteran, because you've been through something that, you know, most of the percentage of the population can't even comprehend. Right. So you begin to comprehend. So you have to really learn what fills you up, how to love. And so I really started to, you know, again, with that curious exploration, just kind of like peel away my own layers and heal. Mm-hmm. And one of the things um, I did not know how to do was be vulnerable. One, I couldn't, I, I, um, I couldn't even pronounce the word correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Two, I was terrified to share anything like I've shared today. I, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and yet, I thought, okay, the best way that to, I continue to practice being vulnerable is put myself in uncomfortable situations so I can be comfortable being uncomfortable. And so then I had jump ahead. I met this woman, um, Rhonda Britton, who the founder of Fearless Living. And she's like, yeah, we help people take steps out of their comfort zone. And I went, okay. And then I guess this is, you know, <laughs> this is for me because I'm already doing it. And that's right along with <laughs> what I'm doing. And I, I will show, I will share with you that fear is not, fear is a couple of things. Fear is a physical fear, fear of heights, fear of spiders, fear of, you know, sure. some people have a fear of, 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 you know, going outside, you know, fear of coronavirus, fear of dying, you know, all of that. Right. I have closed spaces and closed spaces. Yeah. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is that? Claustrophobic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's also emotional fear. And emotional fear shows up in a way that we don't even recognize. And that is like you just hit the nail on the head earlier of, am I good enough? Mm-hmm. Um, imposter syndrome. I mean, I experience that almost sometimes on a daily basis. Yes, yeah. And am I good enough? Who does she think she is? <laughs> why does that, well, you know, why are you the one to deliver this message? Why are you the one to be the person that does X, mm-hmm. Y, or Z? But emotional fear is also saying, I love you first, afraid to do that. Emotional fear is um, overthinking. Emotional fear is, and I will say emotional slash mental, is overthinking. It's also procrastinating. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say, well, I'm just, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, an, anal- I'm an, analyzer, an analyzer. Oh, you call it an analyzer. Fear calls it, no, I'm going to stop you. Analysis mm. paralysis, right? Analysis mm. paralysis. Yeah. Yes. yes. I'm going to stop you. And then you procrastinate. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people who are work really well on deadlines. And then there are people who procrastinate. <laughs> and Correct. depending on the day, I do both. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, and so that is really the interesting thing about the, the work with fearless living is to like pick out those things as I'm working with my clients of this is how your fear shows up. Now you get to see it where before we where blinders are on. We don't know. We're not right. aware. We're not right. aware because we're, we've not ever looked at it like that as fear. Um, and so it's just kind of, it, it's just fun. We'll put it that way. It's just fun to really help people discover 
how their fear shows up and then to help them take that one step out of their comfort zone and move forward. And yeah, you know, it really is that one step. When I was in my um, formal professional networking years, the, the, the phrase that I use very often with myself and my team is all you really need to do is put that one toe, put your big toe over the fear line. And yeah. when you, once you take that one step over the line, you're like, oh, oh, most of this was just in my head. Yeah. You know, and it, it empowers you to keep going, especially when you're surrounded by people who are supporting you in that effort. Yes. I love that couple of things stood out for me that I'd like to share or highlight. Please. This came to my mind again from my professional networking years, which is in alignment with what you spoke about getting uncomfortable. I, we would always say you have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. Yes. It's just yes. It's a part of the process. Yes. And so fear was an acronym that we use often in the industry and it stood for two different things. The first is false evidence appearing real. real. Yep. It's stories that we create, right? Yep. And the second is face everything and rise. Because fear is our teacher. Yes. Fear is there to, to help us cultivate our resiliency, our courage, our faith. Yes. And take these steps. And watching you watching it in action <laughs> has been a delight. Mm-hmm. And it has inspired me. You inspire me every day. Mm. Shay Sparks, you do. The one thing I want to highlight, which is a personal tip, however, for me, it was the most out. You've done incredible things. You're doing incredible things in your life, your transitions, your transformations, your relationships, your business. There's one thing, though, that stands out for me when I think of you as a certified fearless living coach. And I'm going to replace coach with the word leader. Mm. You took it upon yourself to go to Nashville. <laughs> you had never been there before. And if I recall correctly, you weren't even like heavy into country music, no. but something lit a fire to use your word under your soul. You got your gear together and you went to Grand Ole Opry. If I'm not mistaken, you had the boots on you. It was the most incredible. I had seen you to that point. At the time, I was going through a very tumultuous, as you know, my long-term relationship was ending. I was feeling very unworthy, feeling like a failure, la, 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 despite all the beautiful things I was still doing in my life. When I saw you do that and I saw the pictures that you shared, I was like, well, hot damn, (laughs) look at Jay Sparks. You know, you looked incredible and you were vulnerable with sharing your story. You were like, this scared the crap out of me to do this, but I'm here. And you got tickets. And I just had to mention that publicly because that really inspired me when you took that leap. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it was definitely a leap. It was, um, so I went to this conference to clarify my website Uh and, um, I actually got, I went to that particular, I went to Nashville, first of all, because I was going to get thought I was going to get certified in another coaching modality. Oh, okay. And, uh, it was offered in many cities across the country. Nashville was one of them. And I was like, (laughs) Well, and Nashville popped up and I was like, "Uh, I don't like country music, nor do I like cowboys. So why should I go to Nashville? (laughs) And then my next thought was, well, maybe that's why 
I should go to Nashville because it's totally Mm. out of my comfort zone. And I went, okay. And then I shifted and went, okay, well, I'm not going for that. What else is going on in Nashville that I could do? And I just so happened that I was working with a coach to do my coaching business. And it said, clarify your website. And as I was trying to clarify my website, uh, there was a woman over here who was also in that conference who happened to be the leader, the founder of Fearless Living, number one. Number two, yeah, I Googled what else was going on in Nashville because I was taking a few days before and after while I was there. Like, what else is going on in Nashville? I've never been, but I should probably start listening to country music and go, you know, like when in Rome, you know, kind of a thing. Right? <laughs> so I was like, sure, what else is going on? And the Country Music Awards was going on. That's what it was. Well, it has been a like bucket list thing for me to go to an award show, not a country music award show, just an award show, right? Like <laughs> the Grammys, the Oscars, whatever. Right. But, why not? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, huh, I wonder if real people, non-celebrity people can go. I mean, I know they're in the audience because they do all the screaming. So I wonder how someone like me, because I'm, you know, beating myself up, all of this, like, who am I? Who do I think I am? You know, all that. Right. 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 Who am I that I could maybe make this happen? And then I could use that again, like you said, share it, use it to inspire others to go. If I can do this, you can do this. You can do something out of your comfort zone. So I took all my stuff with me and waited to the day of the morning of to buy my ticket. (laughs) Yeah. And it happened. It all worked out. And the scary part was it was a e-ticket that I bought on Craigslist. So I had no idea if it was even real. But when they got up there and they scanned it and that didn't make some weird noise and that, you know, the, the, the gate didn't come around me and I didn't get handcuffed and taken away for a fake ticket that was able to walk through. I was literally in awe. I was like, oh, my God, I'm really here. Like, I made it. Yeah. I did it. I set my mind into doing something and I made it happen. Holy cow. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Thank you for sharing the story because that's one that stands out for me. And it was inspiring for me at that particular time. The only other thing that you have done that really trumps that for me is your, your decision to, to, to have dual residency Mm. when you made the move to DC. Um, That is what I call gangsta moves. So you (laughs) are a certified gangsta chick in my book. Okay. You're, you definitely embody being a fearless living coach. You 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 walk the talk. And that's the point that I wanted to bring out. It's Thank not you. just the title. It's how you live your life. It's how you move through life. And you move through life, not just fearlessly, with tremendous faith. Because to me, faith is the mu- muscle that allows us to move beyond our fears. And you yes. do that beautifully with your life. And that's why things are unfolding the way they are. Because you live your life with faith. And it's just beautiful to see what's unfolding. Yeah. Now, I, I want to be a good host on your show. So we're going to wrap it up here. We've covered a lot of ground and we could go on and on because yes. it's just such a delight to just hear about your experiences. Thank you for sharing and being so vulnerable today with yeah. me, with your audience. I'm hoping that the listeners are really getting a good feel for who you are at the core and uh, that it will bring even greater listeners, more listeners to your podcast. So just to recap, we covered a lot of things. We covered who you are, 
as a person. We've covered your experiences over the years as a business owner, your self-development work, your professional development, and your love and passion for people, investing in people and what that means. Your recent, relatively recent discovery of your true path to serve the veteran community. Again, thank you for doing that, helping them transform their trauma into treasure, helping them move past their traumatic stress into traumatic growth. I love that. We covered finding your purpose, exercising curious exploration. I adore that because that's really what it's all about is just being open, questioning and opening ourselves up to the answers. So we covered a lot and last but certainly not least, your dad, rest his soul. Thank you for sharing that as well. So to wrap up, you are so supportive of people. This is what you do. This is who you are. I want to know how can we support you? What are you up to? What's what's next for Shay Sparks? And how can we connect with you? Mm, uh, great question. So, gosh, um, first of all, I have I, I will be releasing a um, book if it's not already been released at this time that this comes out. It is a co-author book project and it is called Firestarters Book Project. And um, the first collection is called How to Be a Spark of Hope in the Midst of Change. And yes. we we have we um, because Christine, yay, is uh, co, co-created with it, uh, with me uh, this this project. And it's just it's literally a, a, a project of love. That's all I can say. Um, and the, the co-authors that are in there range from, uh, a veterans to, um, actually active duty military to podcasters, to small business owners, to coaches, to speakers, and, um, just a, a beautiful, beautiful collection of people. And so we're coming out with the second and third collections, um, which I'm so excited about. Um, and those yeah. title, yeah, so excited about. <laughs> So we're looking for people who are solopreneurs or podcasters or, you know, they have a, a nonprofit or something and they just really know that they need connection. They need collaboration. They need uh, something to like help boost their morale as well as their business. And mm-hmm. um, the next two collections are called How to Kindle Your Kindness, which mm-hmm. I think will be extremely apropos for 2021. And how to embrace, or no, I'm sorry, how to awaken your mindfulness, which is also, I think, apropos for 2021. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, please go to, uh, firestartersbookproject.com. Um, you can also go to my website, shaysparks.com, S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S.com. And there's a link on there for Firestarters. There's a link for my podcast, you know, for this show to please, you know, like, uh, subscribe, share. Um, All my social media is on there. You can find me on all of that. Please, you know, subscribe to my YouTube channel. And, um, yeah, if you know of uh, someone who says you think, oh, she'd be awesome for my speaking event or my workshop or, you know, you think I have a training, which I have lots of training and lots of workshops that I could provide for your organization, you know, there's a space to set up uh, an email with me. And I would love, love, love to help your organization. Would love to speak to them. Um, Or if you know someone that wants one-on-one coaching or even group coaching, 
um, you know, and help them find their purpose. I have Spark Your Alpha, which stands for alignment, leadership, purpose, hope, and align uh, awareness. And so it is, you know, really a gift from above. We'll put it that way to to be able to help someone step into to all of their roles in order to, um, you know, move forward. Wow. <laughs> you are such a dynamic woman. Woman to woman, big props. Got to put that out there. You are so dynamic. Thank you. Congratulations on all that you're doing. I know everything is going to be beyond what you imagine, just like your journey has been thus far. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to partner with you on Firestarters. It has been an absolute delight. It's been incredible. We didn't get to touch on the excitement, but folks that are listening, she is the chief excitement officer. Because she brings out this, the, the little girl in me every time we get together, every time we connect. And the whole journey for Firestarters is just incredible and the purpose of it. Thank you for allowing me to be, play a role. And congratulations on everything you're doing to, with your coaching. Um, so again, just to repeat, firestartersbookproject.com and shaysparks.com. That's how you can connect and support Shay, just like she's supporting so many of us in the community. So my final question for you, and then we're going to close out. In light of what's happening today in our current events, there are a lot of people, as we mentioned earlier, that are experiencing a lot of traumas. Emotions are very high. Tension is very high. So what phrase, scripture, or mantra can you share with us, leave with us right now that could possibly help provide a spark of hope? amidst all this change? Hmm. It's a great question. I'm just going to settle into that and be quiet for a few seconds and wait for for it to come to me. Mm. Hmm. Be still and know. Surrender, you know, just know that you are here for more than what meets the eye. Whatever you are going through is temporary. And know that there's purpose on the other side of this. And so just be still and breathe that in. Breathe that in that you are here for a reason. Your purpose is is to help others, is to show others, is to inspire others, to empower others. And um, you can rest on that. And you can surrender to that because when it is when you are in purpose and on purpose. It shows up. Amen. I I couldn't say it any better. Be still and know, as you know, is one of my mantras. Mm -hmm. It's how we are divinely led. Um, So thank you for those lovely words. I know that's coming through you. I can feel that coming through you. Yeah. So I'm going to thank you once again for allowing me this opportunity to host the host. I pray that I've been a gracious host to you on your own podcast. I'm still blown away by this opportunity. Thanks again. I pray that your listeners were able to glean lots of nuggets out of today's conversation that can give them that one spark of hope, that one piece of wisdom to move forward fearlessly. So I'm going to graciously turn the hosting back over to you so we can close out. Oh, well, thank you so much, Christine, for, for doing this, for agreeing to do this. And, and, and you guys, you've heard her. So I hope that you'll follow her as well, because she does an amazing 
live show. That's how we connected in the first place many years ago. And to watch her host and to have her interview me, I, I'm I'm in awe. So uh, I thank you, Christine, for for um, being here. So where can people connect with you before we go? Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And you can connect with me at christinelbowen.com uh, or at christinelbowen on the main social media platforms. I'm primarily on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening and I uh, hope this inspires you to have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to The Power of Investing in People with Shay Sparks. We invite you to go over to shaysparks.com to connect with me. And if you found inspiration from today's episode, consider leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, let's get fired up. Hey, don't turn this off just yet. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start? Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at firestartersbookproject.com.